0: Welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast yeah. about
1: things, video Stop. games, and craft
0: beer in any order that you like.
1: Ah, uh, you remembered last
0: week. <laughs> I did, I did. I'm Ben Iver. I'm joined this week by Adil Kersey. Hello. Oh. And we're joined once again by Lucy Yearwood. Hey, Lucy.
2: Hello. Making my triumphant return. Woo!
0: Ready to drink some <laughs> beers?
2: Yes, about time.
0: Excellent. Good stuff. So, as with every week, we're going to talk games. We're going to drink beers. And we're going to talk a little bit about a topic um, from a couple of articles that we read last week, all about um, a kind of issue in VR that has popped up and the developers' response to that. And that will come later off in the episode. Um, Adele and I, even though we are recording remotely from each other, we've managed to coordinate ourselves to have the same beers. Um, and Lucy, you've got a few beers that you're going to drink as well. So... Adam,
1: why don't you kick us off, which
0: beer are we going to, you and I, which beer are we going to have first?
1: Um, We are going to have the, probably the uh, Burning Sky Easy Answers IPA. Yep. It is, um, by Burning Sky, it is a, Easy Answers is a luscious, clean drinking IPA with good body and subdued bitterness. I knew a girl like that once. Uh, To let the aroma hop shine. Uh, bags of Centennial and Simcoe hops are added at five stages of the brewing process for that big piney flavor. Easy answers will come easy. Knew a girl like that once, too. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, it is unfiltered and unpasteurized. It's um, 6% ABB. And it, it, is, it has dextrose in it, as well as your water, malted barley, wheats, hops, and yeast. Which I've actually malt's, not malt's seen dextrose. listed.
0: Do either of you know what dextrose is?
2: Dextrose? Isn't it a sugary Mm. thing? Yeah, is that like some kind of enzyme or carbohydrate? One of those weird things that I forgot from GCSE Mm -hmm. biology.
1: I'm glad my sisters don't listen because uh, I'm going to get shamed for not remembering, I think. Yeah, it's a sugar. I was right. Oh, yeah. Now I'm just going to get shamed for doubting myself.
0: So this is being listed on the on the beer itself. So uh, we haven't had anything with or that we've remembered that's had dextrose in before, have
1: we? No. Uh, And I'm wondering if they're just saying that explicitly because they've chosen to use that type of sugar instead to feed, to overfeed the yeast.
0: Mm. Mm. Nice. What are you kicking off with, Lucy?
2: Um, I'm going to start with a what's called a dinner ale from ilkley brewery Ooh, um nice. I, i've had i think i've only had one beer from ilkley so far and it's um the lotus ipa which i had on draft and was very nice but actually just drinking it in bottle form didn't taste that good which was a shame okay. a bit weird but it seems like something that you'd want to drink very fresh but um this is another uh ale from them um I'm not sure if they're going in a different direction with this um, quite minimalist design on their bottle. Usually um, they look quite different. So um, other than the bottle cap, I was like, oh, is this actually a milkly ale? But um, yeah, it's only 3.3%. And it says a low-alcohol pale ale packed with flavour, light and crisp, with subtle flora and fruit, brewed to be a friend of food. So I'm guessing this is something you'd probably just you know have have when you go into a curry house or something like that um ilkley they're pretty they're pretty mainstream pretty easy to get your hands on so um yeah if my verdict is good you can probably find that in most um maybe even high street stores like sainsbury's or morrison's or something like that yeah, so
0: nice no, so i have seen um an ilkley um, i can't remember what beer style it was but it's uh is yours has a blue slightly blue label on Mm. I have seen one which is um with a red stripe on it and that was just in uh, Morrisons um last month a couple of months ago.
2: Yeah.
0: So they're definitely
1: around. Let's see what it is. Um for those interested it. uh dextrose is the another name for the standard um form of glucose that we find in nature. So it's it's just sugar it's just sugar okay well yeah, d, it's the get... it's the um it's the d form of the uh, of the um isomer um, oh,
2: right. which yeah. is
1: the one that happens in nature and you can remake it using science uh to have an sucrose? l isomer but it's really strange that... that they are using that term
2: What's sucrose then
1: What's sucrose that...
2: yeah is that
0: this is where we all fail GCSE science, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, you know, you're right, because uh, uh, s- um, glucose is a sugar, but not the standard sugar weak um, um, sucrose. Is you the know
2: one, right? They're all either brown or white sugar. A
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 <In full. laughs> little bit of Demerara stuck in yeah. just for a little bit of like, oh, extra
0: sweetness. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm,
1: I'm thinking too many steps down uh, on processing, because um, glucose is the one you find in... in uh, in um, the most in nature, but the ones we use as sugar are sucrose. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. I mean, uh, the, so this this the, the actual beer itself, <laughs> the burning sky, rather than the dextrose that's inside of it. It's got a very nice uh, nose to it,
1: really, and and it came off on the pour really nice. It, it did, it did it by it's itself. A, it's a very light hoppiness, isn't it?
0: It's it's not heavy at all. It's just a very Mm, I, the, the word "light" is a horrible word to describe um, a smell. Well, no,
1: it's 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 not very strong. You mean light in the terms of like it's there, but it's not. I mean, it's technically in your face, but it's not in your face. Mm,
0: mm. Um, and it's also a that? little
1: sweet against the hoppiness slightly. Um yeah. I, I think it's worth noting. I um, think have you had a, have you had a sip yet? No, because we started talking. Notes. Okay,
0: so I, I mean. Flavor-wise, you get that hoppiness. There is a, a there is a bitterness to it, and that that sits through at the end as well. But it's quite a biscuity kind of flavor. Yes, I find it's that kind of it's a, a multi kind of sweetness, isn't it? That kind of gives you that biscuity kind mm-hmm. of almost digestive kind of flavor to it.
1: Yeah, like a, like a a little bit of a thicker sweet. Mm. Um, mm. you can tell it's Simcoe. I, I actually can feel that yeah. in the taste um also if i'm not mistaken that sweetness comes from dextrose
0: <laughs> <laughs> good good how about you lucy how's your elkley?
2: um it, it's okay um it's not great but it's not oh. bad either it's not bad either um it's slightly hoppy it's uh it's very clean and um slightly refreshing Um little bit of citrus in there um the closest thing i could um compare it to is maybe a v- very subdued and paired back um pale ale from like um uh what are they called uh, uh one of our favorites here um they've got like sometimes they've got an elephant on the on the on the oh, wiper bottle. and true yes wiper and true yes it's um okay. it reminds me of like citrus and sevens from them from uh wiper yeah. and true yeah. but it's it just feels a bit subdued I, I would agree that it's probably something to pair with food as the uh, uh, brewer suggested on the bottle something like if you're having a really hot curry or something like that this just to like refresh mm. your palate or something like that would be perfect for but in terms of like a session like pale ale or something like that um i don't think it quite works on those levels um you probably want something with a bit more fruit a bit more bit more um hoppiness a bit something a bit more daring like this this just very seems like very subdued but by you know by no stretch of the imagination is a bad beer so but you know if you're looking for something like that to pay food this might be all right
0: nice nice so we're going to drink these beers we're going to talk about some games lucy i know you've just described your beer and you're in the middle of drinking it but (laughs) As the guest, why don't you kick yes. us off this week? What have you been playing?
1: You've got loads of time to cover as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah hold on, let me like just I check the calendar playing, so you
1: can start us a play-by-play every day.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, I haven't been playing um, that much, but uh, I do want to talk about Matthew 3. Um, I think that'll be oh. the main topic of conversation for me. Um, but I do want to give a shout-out to a game called Hoppy Co which came out recently, and it's like Hmm. a speed-running platformer, um, like precision-based and time-based and everything like that. Do check that out. Um, Fortunately, there's probably no demo, but just look at gameplay um, on YouTube or something like that. You might find that's something interesting. But Mafia 3, because it came out... um, How long ago? It wasn't that long ago. Three weeks, maybe?
0: Yeah, it's got to be about three weeks, yeah.
2: Yeah, and... um, I mean, the writing was on the wall for this game, given that, is it 2K? They didn't send out any mm-hmm. early review copies for the game, and that's usually a red flag. I mean, early it happened with Doom this year, but that turned out great. But um, yeah, and I can see why they didn't send out early review copies, because everything on the lead-up to release... Um, you know, everything looked great. We, You know, it looked like Game of the Year contender material. So. Yeah, the
0: trailers looked really good.
2: Yeah. And when it's come out, I mean, there are a lot of problems with it. And I think a lot of reviewers have actually addressed that, and rightly so. Um, but for me, like, regardless of all the problems and the issues, I love it and I'm addicted good. to it. And that rarely happens with open world games. like. Um, I've tried The Witcher last year, Metal Gear last year, and nothing really grabbed me. Um, the first like big game that I played for the whole of last year was Tomb Raider, Rose of the Tomb Raider. Mm. And this is the exact same thing. Um, it, it's just grabbed me. The it, A lot of people have said that the gameplay is repetitive, and that's probably the biggest um, concern of the game, and why it might not be for everyone. But for me, the gameplay loop is so satisfying that i really don't mind plus i'm playing it in like in in small increments so yeah i can see if you were just playing it all in one go it'd become repetitive but
0: yeah yeah i'm
2: only playing an hour at a time it's like it doesn't feel repetitive but i played seven hours of it last night and wow i I just i just wasn't i wasn't getting bored i was just happy with it and i think
0: that it, it it probably helps if you've been playing sort of shorter bursts of it before yeah. that to then have a big session on it. You're not kind of burnt out at all. You're, yeah. you're, as you say, you're not bored of that, that gameplay loop. And I think it's, it's very similar. I think that that's one thing that the Witcher three did very well last year was that even though it was the same gameplay loop for a lot of different things, they packaged it with very good writing to get you into oh, yes. different situations, different scenarios. And you're moving around a very, um, varied world so you have mountains and forests and rivers and plains and whereas matthew 3 is i assume because i've not played it yet but it is it's sort of set in a new orleans yeah, style yeah. city
2: I think it's um, which i assume is very yeah.
0: similar the the whole map across mm. or has has it also got very varied areas
2: yeah i mean it does have varied areas um to an extent because there are places like um the rundown areas, I mean, one thing that the game tackles well is, like, just the diversification of New Orleans of different races and cultures mm. and the, um, like, distinction between people of upper class and lower class and of different race and stuff like that. They really handle that well. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, more, you know, upmarket places, there are more rundown places, and then you've got, like, the swamps, um, yeah. which are a large portion of the map. Um to be honest, in terms of an open world, it's not like, um, say, GTA Five. You know exactly when you're going into like the places that Trevor lives in or something like that, or, mm. or downtown LA or whatever it is, or the it is. It doesn't have that sort of character that a rock star game would have. Yeah, but yeah. And the city doesn't feel that alive. It just feels like everything's there for a reason. It doesn't look like things adapt to you know, just your gameplay or something like that. It just looks like you know, just static you know, different characters and everything like that. It doesn't feel alive as such. So in terms of the open world, which was there was a criticism later um Mafia Two, where it didn't feel alive and there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels similar <laughs> in, okay. in 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 an unfortunate way because you know, they have tried to make an open world, it just doesn't feel alive, but I'm not sure anyone or few people can do an open world that feels alive and teeming with different things and different events and just emergent gameplay as much as Rockstar can, Um, but that doesn't bother me as such, because as I say, I played Rise of the Tomb Raider last year, and it was everything that I was looking for, I don't need a game that I always, you know, things are always happening. I, I want a game where it's like the the objective is clear, you know, the story moving through the story. Mm. But there's also other little side things to do, like in Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mean, some people could say Rise of the Tomb Raider, hunting a bear for like the 10th, 11th time, can come repetitive. But when the gameplay is so satisfying, you know, the controls and mechanics and everything that like that, it doesn't become repetitive at all. So... Mm.
0: Yeah, no. So I, I really liked, um, oh, no, the name of the game has gone from my head. Uh, L.A. Noir. Yeah. There we go. Which was a Rockstar published game. And they yeah. helped, I think, to develop it towards the end of the development cycle. But it was made by Team Bondi, Team Bondi or someone yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that game felt, even though there were lots of, like, say, pedestrians and there were lots of cars driving around, that game also felt empty
2: because they were
0: they were giving the same you know they're all the same animation the cars were all driving around at the same speed there was no difference with what the ai was doing it was all you know every street almost in terms of how people were interacting with that street were the same there wasn't very much variation across that and whilst the world was 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 great and it was you know a little varied that game felt very empty as yeah, well
2: you spot on that's exactly what mafia 3 is like and the unfortunate thing is because i think team Bondi went under they were going to make that yeah that's or right. the orient or something like that mm. we would have all loved probably to see a second la noir game and that's what i'm hoping from mafia 3 like this is them trying to just maybe test the waters of a, a open world game and yeah. In three, four years' time, who knows what they can do with like the open world well setting? Because, and it looks promising. I mean, there are a lot of things wrong with the game, for sure. And it right now wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend people picking it up. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider, definitely that everyone should play that game. But Mafia Three, I mean, I may, I may be looking at different things in terms of what I want to do to other people. Like the games, like Witcher and Metal Gear, they seemed a bit intimidating for me because there's just so much to do and there's a lot to do in Lafayette 3 but it just it doesn't feel as intimidating and the story is great I mean if you just play through the story although you've got to do these um, sort of menial tasks of like taking over rackets etc etc just play it for the story because the voice acting the story and all that they're absolutely fantastic it's one of the best I've ever seen in a AAA game so nice. So yeah, give it a try.
1: I know On you're sale. interested in it, Adam, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I I like both um, Godfather Two and Mafia Two. Oh, um, Godfather
0: game is fucking fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I and I I mean, I last year I I really liked. I, it turns out I like that era of gangster mafia gangster style. Mm. Um, sorry, not the era, because this is uh, it's a bit a, later, isn't it? This a is a bit a 60s. later. Based.
2: yeah sixty eight I think yeah.
1: um but like uh I liked omerta uh last year um when I played mm. through it through that, and i think it's um it it, it looked okay like we said it looked like it was going to be a like a slam dunk sort of game yeah um I'm super curious i mean I know the bugs are being uh, being addressed for the most part
2: to, to be honest, I've not encountered many bugs, no game breaking ones. The only no, I've not. The the only bug I'd say is to do with the lighting. Some of the lighting goes sometimes, it just turns completely pitch black, but that sorts itself out in like 30 seconds. I haven't, fortunately, can't speak for other people, I've not found any major bugs, but yeah, I have
0: seen some excellent, excellent clips. I mean, the (laughs) release. weekend of mafia 3 was perfect for twitter because you get a couple of very good little videos and like you say i've seen the one where the the lighting will completely change and mm. it will almost go day to night to day to night to day to night about yeah. four or five times in a 30 second period um, there was a tweet that that was going around um uh what's the name of the journalist i can't remember but uh, but her tweet showed um she was on a boat and yeah. she'd hit another boat, perhaps, and then it, care- it careened off yeah, and yeah. flew around and then went into the sky and mm. then banged across the land and skipped across the water, only to come back and explode, <laughs> crash into her boat and send it just into yeah. the air, exploding sort of thing. The, so,
2: usually the physics aren't like that, but I have encountered something like that where I was just driving to an area. I mean, the texture popping is pretty bad for a current yeah. gen game. But I was just driving to an area, stopped there. And then all of a sudden, these exploded cars just dropped out of the sky. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) A, why why have they exploded? And B, why is it just coming now? It's like, this is like after, you know, most of the architecture uh, and like foliage or whatever had already generated around it. And then all of a sudden, these exploded cars were there. (laughs) I was like, (laughs)
1: okay,
2: whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I guess that's what I've heard is that it's um and it's surprising to a lot of people because um the graphical fidelity isn't like
2: super high. It looks like a three sixty game.
1: Really?
2: Yeah, and some of the animation like once you've taken over a racket and like um because you have pre lieutenants and their goons drive into the racket, it honestly reminds me of like something like GTA San Andreas. Just the sort of animation of that. Yeah. So like it's, stilted, but, blocky, yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there are some parts that which are really, you know, really nice, like the reflections <laughs> off, like, the cars and stuff like that. But when you're driving through the city, you're just like, this could look better. It could certainly look better. But when the gameplay is just so fun, the gunplay, the driving, the stealth, I really couldn't care, you know? Mm. I don't care yeah. what it looks like at the end of the day.
1: How would you rate the sort of driving uh, gunplay, et cetera, to, to something? I mean, it's going to it's the invariable um, GTA five comparison. Just in terms of I, like, I,
2: I prefer I prefer the way your character controls Link in the main character I prefer how he controls to like in you control the character in G, GTA. Um, it's less stiff. It's more it's more fluid um, in terms of the driving. I prefer the driving in Mafia 3 to GTA. Um, GTA, some of the cars felt really heavy. And the gunplay, I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I've i just equipped myself with, like, you know, two shotguns. Like, one, like, sawn off one that you can wield in one arm. And he, he looks like a badass just going in, you know, kicking down a door and just going pow, pow hmm. to, like, all these different goons and just taking them out in one shot. It, it just feels satisfying. And nice. That's what I'd always say about any game. Forget the graphics. If the gameplay is fun and the mechanics are solid, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. You you want a satisfying experience rather mm. than the most not real world, but the most graphically yeah. enhanced game possible. But um, but yeah.
2: yeah. But I, to, I, but, I suppose everybody is interested. To be fair. Yeah. yeah I think they spent all their budget there rather than the open world
1: this was one of the... my questions was I do you think, think it could. if it wasn't an open world I mean yeah, I was gonna say I mean that changes the way you get missions, but as far as other things, would it actually benefit?
2: yeah, I mean, this really should just be an eight or nine hour single player game, and it'd be better it they'd have less worry and you know stretching their assets over you know creating an open world which doesn't feel that bustling and lively i mean already the story and the voice acting is great but um just imagine what they could do with like eight hour nine hour games because there are set pieces in the game and they are pretty pretty good i think i've come come across two and i kind of know what's to come um but if they had just said like we're going to just put all our effort into these set pieces and the voice acting. I honestly think um, that could have rivaled something like Uncharted 4 this year. It would have wow. been good.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it, it's one of my, I, I'm not sure if it's an IP that's ever going to come back. Um, oh. But uh, Matt, I, I absolutely adore Max Payne 3. I thought that yeah. game was fantastic. And that is just a linear progression through the story. It's a linear set of levels that you play through. But it, had they have decided to go for more of an open world approach it just wouldn't have worked that's just not uh-huh. the kind of game uh-huh. that something like Max Payne which is a very story driven character piece kind of game which Matthew 3 sounds like it should be
2: oh yeah yeah uh, it, it just it wouldn't
0: work as an open world
2: yeah and you actually look like Max Payne
0: that's it's who I've started my from. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I did once go out like this, but with a slight Hawaiian shirt and some chinos on one day, just to see what would uh, what would happen. I wasn't shot at, uh,
1: but it does mean that uh, you you now have a, um, a fairly standard Halloween costume you can lo- uh, lean in on. Mm. 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 And the more time that passes, the more awesome it is if someone even knows it is a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've only, I've just been in the Max Payne
0: persona for the last three years. So that's, uh, that's I used to get dressed as Agent 47, um, because before the beard, when I used to, um, you know, uh, razor shave my head as well, when I was completely bald, I just bang a suit on, rock around town. Red tie. Yeah. See what happened.
2: Hitman's the best. Sorry. Very, Sorry. No, no, no it, I think, I think it's, you've it's that. In my You're
1: the impression. best at Hitman.
2: Yes, I am. Statistically, but it's my uh tank my tanked uh, contract that I have to mention that it's the best game this year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Carry on, but but also, didn't, aren't you number one in the world on the latest? Episode? I was going to say, not only is it the best game uh, of this year, you probably. are phenomenally the best
0: person in the world at Hitman currently.
2: I was on a certain level of a certain escalation in a certain map for a certain amount of time. I was number one. Yes. Yeah. So I'm probably not now. <laughs> In fact, I'm definitely not. No. Be
1: proud, good lord! I have been number one on <laughs> zero video games ever. I don't even think I've been top one hundred, even on games that only had fifty players. Like it's just <laughs> not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not even the no, first time only...
1: you've hit the top of of Hitman boards so right? What's that? It's, it's not. Y- the not... First, it's, it's not the first no, time I've, you've
2: I've, hit. The I've, top. I've, I've hit like four, fourth, or fifth, or second, or third, but. Usually this just this one user, I can't even remember what his username is, but it's the same guy every time. He's always number one. It's like, That's when Lucy takes her, her, her yet, so. learned
1: <laughs> virtual skills to the real world. He yeah. <laughs> just stopped logging on after uh, November 4th. So weird.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, if anything screams Murder Simulator, it's
0: definitely Hitman. Great game. In the best way possible, obviously. Yeah that can be a, a good way for it to have a murder simulator.
2: <laughs> Let's move past
0: my comment and move on to you, Adol. What have you been playing? I can probably guess.
1: Um, I played four rounds of Super Hexagon on the mobile phone. <laughs> Speaking of contractually obliated, uh game mentions, I'm not very good with the touch controls.
0: Okay. Mm.
1: Like I'm down to like a 13 second record again. Mm. On level 1.
0: Didn't you work out that the best way to do it was with a mouse
1: on PC? Uh, Yes. But I think when I finally beat level 1, I think I ended up doing it with the
2: keyboard.
1: Okay, I think the best way to do it is just immerse yourself for way too long into the game. (laughs) And switch between the faster levels and that level, and then that level's no longer fast, because your brain has been tricked.
0: About 5 minutes of Super Hexagon is probably just right, but if you get Half an hour into that game, and you you, you just, just disregard everything else in life.
1: Well, I think if, as soon as you hit the half hour mark, you actually don't know how much real time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have like a boss who will call me to say I, I, I'm, that I haven't shown up. So yeah, you haven't dangerous. been in work for
0: four days. What's going on?
1: So <laughs> long as the doors open a crack, the, the cat will go and come back and cuddle and then go. He <laughs> do his business, come back. Who knows? I mean, it's it's still the summer, right? It is, yes. It's
0: it's yeah. roughly sort of you know middle of July. That's yeah. right. My baby has just been born.
1: It's it's fine. You've not been spending that long there. Yeah. Um, but no, I I believe what you were alluding to was that we've been playing um for a few rounds that, um every two. I'd say three out of four nights, two out of three nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little game called Battlefield Uno. And that's a card-based game, much like Gwent.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no. Um, we've been playing Battlefield 1 uh, reasonably consistently, so long as the um, uh, aforementioned child is um, is behaving well, and Ben remembers that houses have locks and keys, and he needs to take one of them with him. Yeah, Either or, it'll let you back in if you take one of them. <laughs> Yes. Yes what it should do. Um and uh uh it's tons of fun.
2: Have mm. you played the campaign yet? Or you just I've played
1: a little bit of the first mission and uh, I was in mm. one of my mini zones of being utter crap with the controller and honest to shit, <laughs> I played like between seven and ten attempts and could not finish one of the guide the tank through the German can uh, Camp yeah, yeah. bit. Uh, I was just I was just being garbage at games, and so I haven't gone back. Um, and that, then how, I've been honing yeah. my skills on m- multiplayer, and actually feel like I can. I think part of it is I got used to sp- specific weapons, and then uh, and then oh, I right, jumped right, into yeah, the single player, them and, them and it and was and like, them. "You have this gun." Yeah.
2: yeah. How about you, Ben? Have you played the campaign? Or I
0: have. I've I yeah. played um, uh, because of um, said baby. It's. Oh. A lot easier for me to um, for the first part of the evening, at least while she's settling to sleep, and I've got to attend to her every sort of you know every little while while she stirs and, and you know needs her dummy back or something. It's a lot easier for me to play single player, so yeah. I have um, you know played through the campaign on um, what is that easy, normal, and hard? And it yeah. starts you off on on normal, and I've played through the whole campaign on normal,
2: um, and
0: oh. and it's. I I love how it's very small vignettes,
2: yeah. Because yes.
0: you can do just one of them in an evening. You know, if you've got two or three hours of of time, you can play the three missions or four missions in one of these vignettes. Okay. And they offer you lots of different experiences uh, mm-hmm. per story. So one of them is you're a pilot. So it all revolves around flying planes there's a little bit of um of first person shooting section, but you're moving through a blimp and you're getting to a gun to so then shoot down planes that are very themed yeah. around that yeah. um there's as Adol said there's the, the first one where you're in a tank um, there's another which the 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 final one which actually follows um a a, a Turkish nomad. And you're following or you're part of Lawrence of Arabia's uh, T. Yeah. Lawrence's not, not even army. They were just sort of he, he went there and he banded together a load of people yeah. to fight the Ottoman Empire. Um, you know, I, I can't I don't know uh, historically whether he was sent there by the, the British army or whether he just went off there by himself and decided to sort this all out. But you come into the second mission on that. Hmm. And it turns almost into Metal Gear Solid Five. All right, You're okay. suddenly chucked into this huge open arena, and you have to take out uh, three commanders. And you have an area which are um, are ruins. It's an old um, uh, sort of ruined temple site. Hmm. Um, you know, with lots of tents put up around a little operations facility um a little tank station then there's a village and then there is um another building with a couple of alarm stations in there yeah. and you are able to go to any one of these when the, the mission starts to take out the commander and you have to go to each of them to take out the commanders but it, it okay it's first person but it just it kind of gave me that sense of metal yeah. gear because it sets you in at night time. You can do it any way you want. You can go in guns blazing. You could go in very stealthily. Mm. It, it just allows you to approach it in any way that you you want to. And I thought that that was probably my favourite mission from the single player.
2: Yeah. Um, did did it you is, play Battlefield Hardline?
0: No, that's because, the one that I missed.
2: Yeah, because that sounds like a lot like what they were trying to go for Battlefield Hardline. Okay. Just having this semi-open sort of sandboxes where the best option is always stealth probably right. because there are like sentries who will call in reinforcements and stuff like that um to just you know plan out your your route and just mm. it's very sort of like a bit like as you say metal gear or maybe even splinter cell or something like that yeah, just, yeah. um yeah that's what it sounds like
1: i really enjoy i haven't finished hardline um I get like, in one of those games where I really enjoyed a few missions or whatever, and then got distracted by another shiny thing, and then haven't gone back. But Hardline, like you said, uh, it's got... Uh, I think they did a really good job in the single player.
2: Yeah. I didn't like it, but I did think um, that sort of... What, what, what I was saying, like um, the semi-open world bits... Um, like yeah, like, like a few bits, square yeah. blocks. Yeah, I thought that... It, I think they did it a bit too late in the campaign. I know they had a few early missions, but then by the time it actually ramped up, I thought the single player had fallen off the cliff by then, but I did mm. appreciate what they were trying to do. And it sounds like they've moved that into Battlefield 1, which I played a little bit on EA Access, um, the first mission. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I got through like like three stages. I think I was, you know after I got out of the tank and... Um, Directed them to the next place, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it did seem interesting. I was really impressed by the destructibility yeah, of the environment. Yeah. Does that continue over in the rest oh. of the campaign? or?
0: It, and it continues into the multiplayer as well. But...
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Battlefield's known for that. But um, yeah, I was really impressed with how much could actually be destroyed.
1: When you have a longer... Um especially, like, a back-and-forth into one of the smaller maps, like, on, like, Dominion, where the whole point is you're supposed to hold down the flags, rather than just Conquest, where you're just trying to capture them all and then you're done? Or is that the opposite way? Other way, other way. Other way, yeah, sorry, yeah. The Dominion's the one where you need to, um... No, I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, the the dominions the one that's smaller, less, a fewer um, characters. It's and just, just infantry, isn't it? You don't get any of the vehicles. In yeah, Dominion. and it tends to to it's tighter quarters, but at the same time, mm. you, you end up spawning a lot and a lot more explosives seem to be used, and you just end up having these buildings, which for the first third of the game are like the perfect little sniper nests, but by the end of the round, are just rubble. Like, the whole building Mm -hmm. has just been slowly demolished because everything, like, all the buildings have sort of spines that can be broken, it
2: seems. Really impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it is. And and you can be playing a multiplayer game, and, you know, for the first 10 minutes, I think uh, what we've been playing, most multiplayer conquest games last about 30 minutes. And for the first 10 minutes, the map sort of seems uh, unchanged almost. And then suddenly, for the last 10 minutes, all the destruction happens
2: and mm-hmm. for the last
0: 10 minutes, you are in a, on a, almost a completely different map. You're at, a, a, you know, you're at point C that you want to take. Yeah. And because suddenly these buildings have been completely destroyed, you have to approach point C in a completely different way. And you know that enemies will be in very different positions because whereas before they were all sat you know, behind, say, f- uh, five different walls or in a couple of different buildings, mm-hmm. suddenly they're gone and they might be just over the hill. and And you've gone from, Facing assault classes to facing lots of snipers, yeah, because they know that they can't hide in the buildings anymore and shotgun you as you're coming towards the objective. Yeah. They've got to sit back and start to to pick you off think, as you're running yeah. over a hill or something. So the, the the way that the multiplayer games change so quickly is is really good, and it, it yeah. just like we Adel and I we played last night. Uh, we maybe got in three games, didn't we? And then I had to disappear because Evelyn decided that it was time to get up. Um, once I'd sorted her out, I went back to the game about two o'clock in the morning and played one final match, and it was just—it was on a map that I played earlier in the day, <clears throat> but it was a completely different experience. Yeah, I approached uh, objectives in a completely different way, and and that that comes with you know the team that you're with and the opponents that you're facing,
2: yeah. changing um, your class but, as well. Like exactly, guess, yes, guess, like, yeah, and it, it's.
0: I mean, this this game just keeps drawing me back. And, you know, it was two o'clock in the morning. I'd just got Evelyn off to sleep. And I could have taken her upstairs and put her to bed. And I could have jumped in bed. But I thought, hmm, actually, I've got an opportunity to, just for half an hour, just have another quick game. And it, it, it is that that game that wants me to, or that it's just calling me at the moment, mm. that I'm currently thinking, not right now, but... I'm sort of sat here thinking, I've come down to Weymouth for the weekend. I didn't bring a, a PlayStation, I didn't bring a DS4 with me, and I could have tried to remote play on my laptop, but I've kind of got to do family stuff. But about half an hour before we started podcasting, I'm thinking, hmm, if I had my DS4 right now, I could have gotten another game.
1: Uh, I, I It's almost it's almost like you feel the, the, the duty to play, like, like you're feeling some <laughs> sort of call of duty.
0: So, yeah, the, the call to play
2: no, that's interesting, yes, because yes, I yes. remember, like, Battlefield 4, they're all going on about, like, revolution and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, you had to really coordinate, like, your team to, like, get, like, satchel charges, like, around the base of a building, and it's more like a set piece, but this more, you know, more reactive, um, sort of, destruction. Yeah, completely,
0: com- completely, with, with Battlefield stuff. As you say, with Battlefield 4, it was a set piece. So there was one mission where you were in a city and there was a skyscraper in the middle, which was like checkpoint C. And actually, you could blow that building up and it could completely crumble. And suddenly, there was no skyscraper in the middle and you were fighting in a pile of rubble. However, they've scaled back from that for Battlefield 1. And actually, lots of the maps are much more open-planed. Sort of bat- there are a few which are city-based um, yeah. and in which the buildings don't... Crumble as such, you can't just completely destroy a building. Um, but say you're in one of the more open maps, and you you come across a farm, then lots of those buildings can be completely destroyed and just yeah. levelled. The roof caves in, a couple of walls come down, and you suddenly have these just sets of rubble to be able to dash between. Um, and I, I think it's in scaling back that ambition to have a big set piece and rather make smaller examples of it across the map, I think that works much better. Mm. I, I I much prefer the much prefer this to um to, to Battlefield 4. Yeah.
2: It looks like they refined that idea. Yeah, which is mm.
1: good. Mm. So what they've done is realised what their edge um has been over the other uh, franchise. Yeah.
2: Um
1: and, and pursued that edge rather than sort of Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, rather than so, sort of just gone really? the way that, um, we, it seemed like Titanfall was, uh, w- was going in the er- earlier tests where it's like, well, oh, Call of Duty's really popular. We're going to do more jumpy, jumpy, twitchy, twitchy, shooty, shooty.
2: Yeah. Um, I remember when Call of Duty actually tried that. They, like, flooded a map and stuff like that, but it was like, it was, like, mm. it was always at a certain time and. There was even like a klaxon going off, so you knew to run away. It just didn't work, to be honest. So yeah, Battlefield just seems better for that kind of emergent gameplay. Yeah, you know, completely. Yeah,
1: and and it's only when I spawn and immediately get killed two times in a row that I get really frustrated about um, not being great. Slash, other people like pick me off from like there's no way I could possibly have known. Um, the one round I played uh, between, uh, after Ben left, uh, there was a moment where, it's actually pretty good about intelligently spawning you around. Um, <laughs> not, like, you don't always spawn, you know, on the conquest flag, even if you're saying, I want to spawn at point C. Um, But a couple of times... You just a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, but it seems a mm-hmm. little randomized, right? Um, and But a couple times I got spawned and a, there was a guy, little literally must have appeared in front of the enemy because i just got spawned and then shot yeah. i was like uh, and then i saw him run yeah. continue running through now over my dead corpse and i was like what yeah. di- uh,
2: this is what <sighs> i wanted to ask you about actually um remember there was that issue when say there was like a sandstorm and um it was happening for some people but not the others hmm Do- did they sort that out? Or?
1: I haven't actually looked into it. I haven't heard anyone complain about it. Um, no, but, um, no. I we've we've never chatted, have we? And said, oh,
0: suddenly the the map is completely covered in fog. Yeah, Because yeah, You've been
2: sniped from miles away. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of exactly. Yeah. I
1: haven't noticed anything like that. I've only had a okay. few moments of extreme weather, to be honest. Um, yeah. And it's a, usually it's fog, and it's in more of like the um, the urban settings, so it's not like um, I've been, it's easy to tell someone's getting me through the fog because I'm only, you know, exposed for a couple hundred meters, and then you die, someone has got to, you know, be standing there because there's a building. Um, So I haven't really noticed that uh, at all. Um, But yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'd be super curious uh, if if it's still client-side, they're idiots, because... Yeah, You just need a little server load to make that completely inconvenient for syncing. But um, no, I don't know off the top. Mm, mm. Maybe something we will come
0: back with when we chat next, Lucy. We can actually, um, when we're both in a game, we can say fog and see exactly <laughs> what's going on. Right. We are going to jump into beers number two. Lucy, what are you drinking Is your second <laughs> beer of the episode?
2: I have a Mocha Porter from northern monk brewing company nice. um might have heard of these i'm sure you probably had one of their beers yes in the past they do they're pretty good um especially their ipas quite nice um seen this knocking about um quite a while so wanted to try it so i do like my porters mm. especially mm. when they're very very coffee infused so okay nice that's, that's, nice that's cool so,
1: so do you prefer, yeah. like, an, uh, a, a coffee porter to a coffee stout, then? Um, I, mean, the, I like the ones. Both,
2: to be honest. I yeah, like I'm just both. curious
1: which yeah. um which you prefer. Like, I, I, You see espresso stouts and stuff all the time.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. I find it
1: much harder to find a, uh, a coffee-based porter. Yeah. It's a little more rare.
2: i say I, li- I like them both e- equally. I, lo- I love porters and I love stouts, you know, so...
0: Yeah, the the porters are a little bit sweeter, aren't they? It's that mm. demerara sugar that they're throwing. Oh, no, dextrose, what was it? Could... Yeah. dextrose. <laughs> there we go. Um, Adol, we are drinking an Arbor. It's only a little bottle this time. Arbor bottles normally come in the pint, five, six, eight mm. milliliters. This is only yeah. a three hundred and thirty mill bottle. We're drinking a Super Yakima Double uh, American Double IPA. A nice blackened gold bottle. Very swish.
2: I've, I bought that the other day.
1: Well, we could pause and you could run off and get it.
2: Let me go get it. One second.
0: So, flavour text-wise, it's an American double India
1: pale ale packed
0: full of our favourite West Coast hops. This export-strength double IPA is brewed using all the same ingredients as our flagship IPA, Yakima Valley. Just more of them. Expect even more flavours and aromas of sweet citrus, grapefruit, and marmalade with a long, bitter finish. As with all of these beers, it is fermented in the bottle. So, I mean, at least I've left, you know, a good 5 mil roughly at the bottom to try not to pick up too much of the, um, the crap beasties. that's left in there, yes, yes.
1: Um, it's 3.1 UK units, and it's a strapping 9.5%. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you're not supposed to try it until Lucy comes back. I'm not, not even smelling it. it. tried it. Oh, just the nose? was smelling Okay, well, well then just nosing it. Let's pre nose. Just nosing it. Pre nose. So oh, the wow. um what is that?
0: That's the marmalade. That's mm, the marmalade. So it's um, uh, you know, we don't often speak about units um yeah, on the podcast because it, that doesn't really matter to us in any kind of tangible way. But it's uh I can't remember what, how many units can you have in the UK and drive? You can have two, I think, units. In the UK, to be able to drive oh, really? on, um, you might have gone down possibly, but this is a hefty 3.1 UK units because they they differ oddly through. It's the Europe. same
1: exchange rate as so, a pound, so depending on what time of year it is oh, and right. how the economy is doing, so we're completely fucked at the moment. There. Yeah, yeah, uh, you can drink way less. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so you couldn't, you could not have just one 330 ml bottle of this. And then go for a little drive.
1: I didn't realize that um you that's how you guys measured things. We we always do it by. I'm assuming this is how it's measured, which is blood alcohol contact (BAC). So that that
0: yeah, this yeah, is I the rough
1: average translation. But we don't even have like a really good rubric for like like we don't have this like oh this strong beer it's gonna get you roughly if you were an average person to blah. Um, so, uh, that's super interesting. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, with us, it's just like, don't blow over 0.08. Um, and some people could take quite a bit. Um, well, I,
0: I, I think that's, that's part of it, isn't it? I think that's the problem that, you know, everyone has a different, um, tolerance for alcohol and, and people and can, you know, someone them. could bang back this, this, this 9.5% beer, and not feel anything and go up on a breathalyzer test and pass it because it hasn't they've they've obviously consumed the same amount of alcohol but their body has processed yeah. it a lot quicker possibly yeah. they've eaten they've, they've, into their
1: blood. yeah they've
0: absorbed it they've done it a lot better so i think that units are whilst they've tried to make it a little bit simpler and say well you can't have over two units so there's a standard kind yeah. of test like mo- you know on average two units or oh, more than 2 units means that you will fail a breathalyzer test on oh, average right. you know invariably sure? some because yeah yeah wow yeah. that's i'm pretty sure it's i'm pretty sure it's two <laughs> I, I well I, I think it almost I, I, yeah. Cause, two units is kind of like a pint of fosters or a pint of
2: carling yeah. something
0: like that it's about i think it, not, it roughly works all. out as about a pint it's about a pint of a 4% beer
1: that's insane uh, so to put it in perspective um my uh, growing up up, that makes it sound like it was like pre-driving, but um my rule has always been a drink, and and then if I'm somewhere for more than an hour or two, and then nothing, not a drop after that, just to make sure because that's always well below the limit mm-hmm. of point zero eight yeah. in, in Canada. Yeah, um I like like I, I yeah. never approach it. I've I've you know gone had the breathalyzer uh, a couple of times by being pulled over by check stops or whatever. Um, Or, you know, there's the the less reliable ones at the bars or the ones that your mate buys because he wants to be sure he can drink and drive just enough to be safe.
0: You you don't get them at bars here, but I always try and limit myself to one pint um, when I know that I'm going to be uh, driving somewhere. Um, and and that might be. Yeah, I suppose I always try and pick something that's of a slightly lower percentage when I'm out. Yeah, like a yeah.
2: Um, I have exactly.
0: The small. Yeah,
1: yeah but, but I'm just saying that it's it's that's yeah. really odd because I know for a fact that like a beer wouldn't be enough for almost anyone, as far as I know. I mean, like obviously, yeah. like that seems Unless quite 15, low. But maybe it's because anywhere. pints that's are true. different. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not Shame. like it, the, the
1: thing is. It's all to do with alcohol um, percentages. It's abb so? and it's also metabolism, which is related yeah, yeah, to size. Yeah, yeah. Like a plus, when you're right, older, your metabolism
2: yeah. slows anyway. So ah, speak and for yourself. Right. Oh wait, yes, that's very never mind. <laughs> I do actually
1: have a beer belly, and it's most definitely a beer belly <laughs> yeah. because that's the most the most uh, caloric intake I have in the week is definitely when I drink some beers. Uh, mm-hmm. because, because other than that, I just yeah, eat wheatgrass. False. Huh. Um, have you managed to pour while we've been rambling? Yeah. Uh, what do you the think of the nose?
2: Because
1: um, uh, you, you do breathe through it, the spiel. So I'm curious with the um, unbiased. Plus your palate's generally better it, than ours, <laughs> let's be honest.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not sure what I'm getting from the nose, to be honest, is it? Maybe a little bit malty and a a little bit caramel, but um, mm. are you getting you know, much of the citrus? Not getting much. Uh, little tinge, little tinge of orange. Yeah, yeah, so
1: so one of the notes they gave was marmalade, and I thought I could smell that. Yeah, idea yeah,
2: that that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's I was just curious if to...
1: it was because they
0: told me right Right? (laughs) yeah i mean you 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 can you can definitely smell that marmalade definitely on the on the nose i mean i'm the the problem is i've I've, you know whilst lucy was off getting the bottle i had a smell so i'm trying to remember from a couple of minutes ago what the smell was suddenly because uh dinner is cooking i have got the smell of of roast lamb and potatoes oh wow in the room that i'm sat in so suddenly the nose on this becomes very different um but it, it, that that was definitely marmalade, and if you have a tiny little sip, as I have just done, have another one. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh wow! That's a, that's it's so it's kind of I don't know uh, what it is about Bristol beers, but this is kind of like a double IPA, but a very uh, a, a, a wonderfully tasting double IPA. Like we mm. had the stout last week from Bristol Beer Factory that stout tasted fantastic and now this as a double ipa it tastes wonderful you're not having that it's you've got a little bit of the alcohol but it doesn't push through too much at no. all no you've
2: got doesn't. a much
0: more hoppier yeah. and uh, a little bit of that orange on there but as you said lucy you're getting that caramel smell from it and i can get that in the flavor so yeah, it's got that kind of slightly burnt sweetness to it
1: i was just say the the malt um you can you can tell the alcohol not by it tasting alcoholic, but you can tell it by sort of that that the richness of that maltiness. It's very thick, mm, mm. Um, much like um, um, one of the main differences between the Rock Four Eight and the Ten is um, is that Ten is you start to taste that alcohol because it's like a million percent. Yeah. But also mm. it, it it's that sort of that the sweet maltiness that comes in those Belgian ales are is thick. With the rock yeah. Ten, it's like molasses thick. With this, I would say it's just sort of clearly thicker than and then some of the other um, yeah. beers that mm, we've been having.
2: Yeah. I mean the um, the Cloudwater was it the Double IPA that we had? Well, it was probably a few months ago. Yeah, ver- yeah. uh,
0: version six,
2: yeah, version yeah. six. Huh. I mean that felt very heavy and very syrupy.
1: Yeah, syrupy.
2: Was yeah, syrupy whereas, is yeah. A good term. yeah, whereas this just feels so much. Well, lighter in comparison, but not, you know, you can still taste the heaviness. Mm. and the, um, Completely. The, Completely. It's, yeah, it, it, the ABV, it's not as it's viscous, but really it still good. has those yeah.
0: same qualities. Yeah, the, it's like, a, the, you know, the same sort of stuff sure. the,
1: the the version 6. Yeah, definitely. A broad yeah, taste without, without that like, oh. thickness. Mm. Always. It's yeah. like it was made with dextrose instead of sucrose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, P.S. I guarantee you dextrose is going to be the new uh, grapefruit.
0: No, like peach. peach is the right. grapefruit. No, but that's because peach sort is becoming a thing.
1: I don't know if you've noticed this, Lucy. We were talking about this in the in the bottle shop when we picked these beers up, but we're noticing a lot more peach infused um, peach um, lading beers. I haven't
2: seen peach, but I've definitely seen a lot of grapefruit. I uh, see so grapefruit. A lot of grapefruit.
1: Grapefruit there's definitely was coming uh, like. Basically, since we started almost every week making fun of the fact that we taste grapefruit everywhere, everywhere we started seeing grapefruit being put in beers in like the yeah. mid to late summer. And now in this like late autumn turning to winter mode, mo- we've seen four or five, not like a lot, but four or five beers yeah. that are either like explicitly peach or mentioning peach oh. in their notes. Which was the beer the you had that was actually peachy?
0: The two weeks ago? That was the I think that was um not last episode, the one before. Was yeah. that the Cloud Water? Yeah. Um which was the white IPA, the Cloud Water White IPA comet, I think.
1: Yeah, the
2: wow. comet. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious. By that... the way, Magic Rock grapefruit one is delicious. So mm. Write that down. Yeah, that. if you love your grapefruit yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Let's move on to our topic for the episode. Adam. I'm going to let you lead us into it because it's you who brought the article to our attention.
1: Yes, it's always good when um, I actually bother going on the internet and looking through my feeds, Um, especially when one of the the feminist feeds um, uh, points to an article about gaming Um, because that's usually a good time. Um, but, in fact, this isn't what happened. it was actually i think um duck hunters is what pointed me to it
0: yeah, I think what oh, was it okay, yeah, um, and
1: later that day, I found I think the article actually sent to the group was from one of the other feeds that that had brought it up afterwards right but um this um v r game called quiver and that's q u i capital v capital r for obvious reasons
2: sorry sorry to interrupt, but I think in the original article that the woman wrote. She didn't reference what game it was. That's right, yes. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make that clear. And but, I, yeah, yeah, I
1: think that's super important because um, that's often, frankly, awfully conscientious of the person. Mm. Um, And she uh, was trying VR for the first time at her brother-in-law's place. Um, brother-in-law or brothers? Might uh, I think
2: it was a, a brother... That was her I husband was her and brother in law, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so so this is one of those times where we get hooked, <laughs> stuck on details that really don't matter, but that's okay. <laughs> that okay. hmm I'm gonna have another sip first. Yes. Um and, and she um tried it out and it's it's a simple um
0: bone arrow game. Archery game. Sorry? Archery.
1: No, no, I come from the place where we don't have fancy words. Bow and Arrow. Okay, cool. It's a Hunger Games, a pre-Book 1 Hunger Games um, simulator. Simulator, yep. App. Uh, and uh, there's other people in the world, and you can shoot at rabbits or something. I can't remember. I've never played it. Uh, and everyone has the same avatar, the generic skin. Um, uh, and uh, this uh, lady wrote an article about her experience, which was great for about 45 seconds, and then... Um it was um a game that uh had automatic voice chat with those around you, and mm-hmm. so she was chatting with you know excitedly about how cool this was with with the people around her and then uh i can 't remember the name of the dude, but that 's probably okay he 's probably getting enough grief from the internet it, bro something bro
2: something yeah like sixty nine whatever
1: um <laughs> Which is now his it's name, Brocok sixty nine. With uh, then st- came straight up to her, um, and using his virtual hands, started uh, um, rubbing her chest again. Her avatar's chest. Which in VR you look down, there's hands on your chest, um, and uh, and then she was sort of laughing at first because this was ridiculous, and he kept doing it, and she said no. And then started to walk away. And that's when he moved his hands to her, her avatar's crotch and did his rubbing motions. He
2: did a Donald Trump. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then chased her around, I believe. Yeah. And so she she started trying to move away and he followed. Yeah. While while yelling stop. uh, uh, And, and of course this entire time, her um, two male relatives saw everything on the screen and heard everything. Um, And they were everyone was sort of bemused, and then uh, after a few minutes, she just tore off the headset and just walked away because she couldn't deal with it. Um, Now, this has been talked about a uh, bunch—well, a bunch um, of—I wouldn't be surprised if you've heard of it, but what we sort of wanted to talk about was more the reactions that article got. Um, I mean, number one, we'll cover the basics. We'll also talk about—and I'll let Ben cover— Tell us what the developer did when they found out about it, sure. yeah. um and then what then we'll go into sort of what would be useful to think about rather than knee jerk while you weren't being so the the most common refrain i'll put to let people percolate on while Ben tells us what the developer did was it's not real, you couldn't feel anything. Just take the head set off and and like no big deal like whatever it's not a real thing you weren't actually it she called it sexual assault in her article, um, which uh, is true because the physical side is battery. People just just as a as a side note, but um also regardless of what sexual blank label you put on, um she was feeling sexualized and also said no, which is you know that whole consent thing. Mm -hmm. So. Um, besides arguing semantics about what was going on, there was just a lot of people saying this wasn't a big deal, and if you didn't like it, just, 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 like, walk away from the video game in the sense of not walk away in the video game, but just leave, take the headset off, no big deal, he won't, probably won't be there next time. Um, before we go into the details on, maybe our opinions on what that means, or,
0: uh... No, 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 before, before we do what developers says, let's, let's, okay. let's get into what that means, because I think that's fucking shitty. Because you're playing a game. You're having an experience that you want to have. For people to suddenly say to you, just take the headset off. Oh,
2: fuck that. Yeah. I want to play this game and put the headset on and play a fucking game. Yeah. Why should I go into some but kind of experience? Hundreds of pounds for this VR experience. Or, yeah. or, just, or just, just five pounds, pounds a, a game a for a half hour.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking it insane. Crazy. Like, yeah. just, oh, don't worry about it. So you're in a, you know... You're in a bar. not in. Uh, let's take VR out of the question. You're in a bar. Oh,
1: I thought you meant sports uh, bar. PSP. PS, PS. Yeah, no,
0: not sports bar. You're in a bar and someone comes up to you and they just, you just grab your crotch and they whisper something lewd towards yeah. you. Or they just so tell you them, how they would grab just, your crotch. Just leave if... the bar, mate. Just fucking leave. <laughs> you're like, fuck off. I come here because I enjoy this place and I want to drink. The
2: entry, I I ain't fucking...
0: leaving. <laughs> well, exactly. Just because this cunt's fucking here doesn't mean that i should fuck off like this this person yeah. is in the
1: wrong. i'm really fucking angry about this yeah oh i they am too i just thought maybe we wanted to percolate but i'm glad you jumped straight into it because yeah um, yeah yeah
0: um i mean perfect. it's just it's it, it, for people to just sort of have comments that, like okay i've tried vr a few times and i as i explained in the last episode have tried uh eve valkyrie i had noise cancelling headphones on i had the headset on there was no light bleed and i felt immersed i felt that it was very, you know, mechanically, it's good. And I, I wanted, and that was what I was experiencing. I, I blanked out everything else. The, the, what was going on around me, the, the, whether the person, the assistant that put the headset on was there or not, completely went out of my mind. I wasn't thinking about the actual physical space that I was in. I was just thinking about that virtual experience. So for somebody else to do that and to have that kind of reaction... And to have somebody do that to them, for then everyone to say, "Just take the headset well, off. Mm,
1: off, fuck off."
0: But I think you know. it's,
1: it's even it's even worse than that. Um, well, one on that point of people are like, "Oh, it's just a game; you can't feel it." You cannot well, be it. of the the well, people yeah. who are saying VR is so cool because it's immersive, and then flip yourself around being like, so oh, it's not I'm actually like, real, so fuck yeah, off. It's, because.
2: Like, it's like when people say, like, until dawn rush of blood, they say, oh, I felt you know, um, the butterflies in my stomach were going down these um, rapid declines and inclines and stuff like that, and you're saying yeah, I can feel that, but you may not be able to feel the sexual assault, battery semantics or whatever, but it can feel tangibly real to you if it's immersive mm-hmm. like that, and you can feel does it what all all, my takeaway from it was whether people get into the semantics or whatever it's like only in a court of law will the semantics really matter
1: yes thank you but
2: it's like does this woman not have the right to feel violated it's like it's like someone messaging you on xbox live i mean i've had that all the time My, my username's juicy loose what could I have actually expected? And like, I assume it's because you, yeah. you were
1: a big fan of that craze in the late 90s, early 2000s, where they put shots of wheatgrass in freshly ground everything. Yeah, um, other
2: than that, I feel. It's hmm? just the fact that juice rhymes with loose. But anyway, yeah. it's just like, you know, and people, you know, yeah. I used to get so many people messaging me on that, and I just laughed it off. I actually thought it was quite funny, rather than anything else, but... but- you- the, I, I the, can actually see from... I mean, I walk around like I like, have an S on my chest. So I don't really care about, you know, all this like, oh, you know, I felt sexual assault and harassment and something like that. But I can understand I was say, why people mm, feel mm. like... It. You, you have the like,
1: right to feel like that, even if you've yeah. never felt like that on an approach ever. If today you log like, on an Xbox Live and someone does something and you feel icky for it, it doesn't matter... If you traditionally haven't, it turns out exactly, you have the right yeah. to feel icky when someone does something inappropriate.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and I hate like that it, I use
1: the word icky should... because it
2: evangelizes
1: the whole thing. I apologize, but
2: <laughs> no, but also it, it... no, you're right though. It just maybe because because one dude was like, "You're my girlfriend now." I was like, "Okay, mate, whatever." But I'm just playing Call of Duty, you know. Carry on. But it's just like you know, someone felt threatened by that, thinking this guy's gonna. Find out where I live somehow, and maybe stalk me or something like that, or maybe just keep sending me messages, or even just—they uncomfortable, the right to feel violated. Yeah, they yeah, have to yeah, feel uncomfortable, violated, and nobody should tell them. Just switch off your Xbox. Just
0: yeah, get guess... over
2: it. It's like no. exactly.
0: So, so that's just you can never play your Xbox again. Yeah, just walk yeah. away.
2: Because... Never play it again.
0: You're like what? That doesn't make that just doesn't make sense. That's a of a, a, a simple reaction to something that is really complex mm. and is very different for everybody to have some kind of blanket solution. Like just don't do it again. Well, no, just, just the person who did that to her, to the yeah. article writer. How about you don't fucking do that again? <laughs> how about you don't make somebody else feel absolutely shit because you've decided to be a cunt for 10 minutes.
1: Mm. Why not
0: um, fuck off? Why not ban that person right anyway? Um, you, I, you.
1: I normally don't mind when we when we uh, throw around the word cunt. But in this case, talking about a feminist topic and, and, and objectifying and sexualizing, it <laughs> yeah, feels yeah, like well, a really is, weird well, word. Well,
2: as the only female yeah. on this podcast, I, it's like...
1: I'm no, 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 no. We are going to mansplain <laughs> how you feel and you're going to take I, it I, and I like it.
2: floor on this one. It's fine. Because that's what they are. For people saying that you can't feel a certain way. If I want to feel a certain way, even if it's the most absurd reason or it's, it's like nothing's happened or it's it's just completely perplexing, I can feel that way if I want to. And yeah, that's I'm sure she's feel. not the only person who has worries about that, concerns about this certain realism of VR. And yeah. It's always been a problem right. for women in like multiplayer gaming, and that's why a lot of women wouldn't play that. And it's yeah. like kids—you know, parents might stop their kids from doing it. Even maybe, you know, even men will be like, "I don't want to be shouted at this ten-year-old telling me to go do this and that and the other to my mom." And it's like people have to put those barriers in place, which we'll get we'll get onto in terms of the developer's response. But so, well, let's well hold on. I, I,
1: there's, there's there's two burning points in my pocket. Um, okay. Uh, the one, I, exactly what Lucy was saying, which is this is a perennial problem for women in gaming and multiplayer env- environments, and I think it boils down to you shouldn't be acting like this way in any context with an actual oh. other person ever. And when you say, when Lucy yeah. says she has the right to feel however she feels, that goes both ways. Boys are allowed feeling that whatever they feel as well. The point is, yeah. if your actions are causing a negative feeling on someone, uh, that's not good. And if it's very predictable because you are treating them not like an actual human being, that's actually on you, not just, oh, she feels weird. Because I know that's a standard refrain. Mm.
2: Yeah. So
1: just... Um, in general, even if it wasn't an immersive technology, you can't do that. You can't do that over voice. You can't do that over text. You are not doing a thing that should be allowed in, in a society Body of rational society, yeah, sentient yeah. beings because that's what we all are. Okay, um, second point. the word, w- w- Both Lucy and I um, on the Duck Hunters IGN UK thread on this commented, uh, and and I didn't comment until I saw someone saying, Oh yeah, it's no big deal. When I played Batman VR, I, I saw the Matman and I um I tweaked his nipples and fucked around for a bit, no big deal. And you're like and just this idea that because you did that to an NPC which had no reaction, you can do that really to nice a character. female. Like they they just didn't get that like Batman's not a real person. Girl player is real person. Girl, mm-hmm. player has feelings about things in a way Batman can't, and not just because yeah. his parents died and so he's dead inside, but because yeah. he's fictional. <laughs> um, and so, like, yes, you, like, yes, Ben and I both on London Heist. Like, when you're in the pub, and we like try to burn the guy with a lighter or poke him. Uh, the amount of times in VR games I've tried to see how clipping works because that's my biggest complaint. Yeah, uh, in PSVR games, mm-hmm. everything clips. Everybody clips. Sometimes, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the tune wrong in the everybody, but picture of that sometimes. Um, but that's a different thing. Like, yes, we all fuck about because this is a new technology. But this guy was clearly honed in on her because she was female, and then continued yeah. to follow her. And the fact that she was screaming no, and then he continued talking to her and chasing her. Make, makes it obvious that she was the target and on the voice of it, the only difference between her and the other players was that she had the female voice. So, yeah, none completely. of this bullshit he where you make up a story that, that somehow, it, you know, in, in .01% of the time, this is technically possible that he just randomly picked her? Fuck off. This was oh. definitely a sexual yeah. thing. She, he was trying to touch her in her genital zones and oh. probably getting off on the actual reaction he was getting from a female voice.
0: Yeah, she was she was definitely targeted by this yeah. this player. But um, so the developer, um, I'm not sure how quickly this 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 came about. But after hearing this and after reading the article, they patched in and, and rewrote the game. So in a couple you days, could, actually. yeah. So that basically you could. Um, I can't remember what you have to do with the controllers, but you can make a gesture of some kind. And I can't remember if it is a, a move that you do with both um, controllers or uh, a certain button configuration. But basically, they patched in that you can make every NPC disappear. And no, your uh, character... uh, no, not
1: NPC, PCs.
0: Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's correct. So you, make, you make all the other player characters disappear, and you disappear from them as well, from what the developer has said, by making this specific gesture. So suddenly, you eliminate everybody else from your uh, game. No, it's
1: actually, it can be done at a player level. I, I just uh, double-checked the um, their claims. Mm. Um, so, uh, one, the gesture is bringing the two Vive controllers together uh, and then pulling them apart. Like you're tearing the person yeah. you're facing uh, apart. Lisa? Um and and so it, whoever's in front of you when you do that is the person who gets uh, ejected. Um, so uh, just what I really enjoyed um, was like their when they did their rele- their post, they they said they their he- their hearts sank when they heard that this was an issue, and then yeah. they found out it was on their yeah. uh, game. They're like, this had happened in our game. This had been on our watch. We should have prevented this in the first place. And it turns out the reason why they could turn around so 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 quickly on on it like within a couple days i think it's actually 24 hours since they found out but a, qu- a couple of days after the incident yep um so one they person they had already thought about this so they had they person purposely made sort of asexual avatars avatars yeah, yeah. um but when they had pro- they had programmed something called a personal bubble into the game which means if someone comes too close to your face that's they disappear. Right, yes. They fade away. Yeah, and they had done that for um, the just, face and the head. Yeah, so, so yeah, so people wouldn't be able to like blind you essentially. Yes. Um, and, and kiss you if they could with their headset. Um, so all they That's did was they extended that bubble to be the entire body, specifically right. so that they would cover the chest and areas of the uh, the genitals. All right. So they made it cover avatar chest and genitals. Uh, but they also said that just preventing – so that was the thing they just, like, a few lines of code. Now, now, Literally that that particular happenstance couldn't happen. But they also didn't didn't want to just stop there because it, it's not just that they didn't want physical touching to be gone. So they said, mm. when ha- harassment – this is a quote – when harassment does happen, and I see no way to prevent it entirely so long as multiplayer experiences exist, we need to also offer the tools to re-empower – re-empower the player as it happens. For example, Mm. what if a player had tools on hand to change the outcome of the encounter before it ended in a negative way? Would the author's experience have been any different if she could reach out with a finger and with a little flick, sent that player flying off the screen like an ant? And I just love that that was like the idea they had. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, fuck you. Whack! Um, (laughs) And and so the whack is this, um... So they changed their, their personal bubble, they added the superpower, where if someone's, um... Sort of in your personal bubble, you can bring the Vive cont- the controllers together and then pull them apart, and this closed person just gets di- completely disintegrated from your game dimension.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's commendable from the developers for like re- you know reacting so quickly, and this is the only way that things um, are going to change. I mean, like on Xbox, they're they're doing these. Um, in the latest update they're making clubs, etc So you can choose who you want to play multiplayer games with and you can like set to you know a, uh, set it for like I don't want to play people who are gonna swear or something like this or people who oh, play before cool. ten o'clock or something like that. It's like Yeah yeah and and you hear a lot of these developers or you know the these influential people who are actually making the decisions they're saying, um I wouldn't want my kid doing this. I wouldn't want them playing this and it's like too right and it's like put those barriers in place put those options in place for people who do feel intimidated by multiplayer games for for not just only these reasons like in terms of you know sexualization and stuff like that but in terms of I just don't want to be screamed at by a two year old well 12 year old kid who's telling me to go do this and and the other and
1: and, and that comes with all of us because you know I, I also don't like it when the 10 to 13 year olds yell at you Although to be honest, sure. I I almost now exclusively use um, voice on consoles with when I'm in a party with friends, and yeah. we've we've been with people who seem like decent people who are trying to coordinate with what we're doing when they can't hear us, which must be frustrating yeah. as shit. Like in Rainbow Six but the Siege, options there,
2: yeah. um,
1: and and we just don't yeah. bother. And and the reason why I don't think anyone's even thought about just having it as a like game party chat rather than a party party mm-hmm. chat is because. For too long, this—that's been the thing—is this just bullshit? Even on your own team, you hear a bunch of shit you don't want to hear.
0: Completely, and I—I re- I remember playing, you know, one of the earlier, um, more modern Call of Duty games, Call of Duty Four, or, and you can mute players on your team because you don't want to hear
2: have done that. just yeah, the I've...
0: random chat or the I... music they've got blaring in the yeah. background
2: or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love playing Call of Duty, and I used to play it all the time on my own in multiplayer. But as soon as I played I multiplayer any lobby, games, it was <laughs> yeah, usually on my own though. I wonder why because I don't want. And by that you mean you like
1: you went to a confident. battlefield game and made a locked squad of just Lucy and just <laughs> pretended they were all semi-intelligent NPCs.
2: Yeah, few bots. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Every time I got into a lobby in college, you it was mute, 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 mute. Unfortunately, there yep. wasn't a mute all button, which I would have liked. But mm. the option is there, and that's that's how it should be. So, and to be honest, like the people who are saying, "Oh, just take the headset off," it's not it's not really sexual, assault, etc. If the options there, it's not affecting them at in at the end of the day. So, I don't know why people are so critical of others if they feel a certain way. If if something like this is implemented, like the the, um, the bubble thing that the developer was talking about of Quiver, it doesn't affect them at the end of the day. So, Well, the just, person yeah. you're
1: trying to harass disappears from you. And as far as I know, you're, the, the only that. punishment is the person you are interacting with fades away like they logged out.
2: Yeah, so it's um, not affecting anyone at the end of the yeah. day, the bottom line. so.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it I, I think i would prefer it that if you put in this you know this gesture or you do a certain movement with the controller in some way, that what happens is that person in your personal space becomes stunned for 30 seconds as if
1: they've just been nope. headbutted. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to make that as part of their harassment, and they're going to yeah, stun well, you. Would, yeah. And then um, you're stuck yeah. being headbutted, yeah. and they're just going to grope around... Like, Continuously, they're gonna yeah, grow yeah. a <laughs> foot away from your non existent virtual <laughs> yeah. breasts just to show you while you're stuck there that they really want to do it. Yeah, yeah people story, are assholes.
2: Yeah, I'm glad this story has got so much traffic. I never thought it would have. I and think the fact that the developers come back so quickly without mm-hmm. being mentioned in the well, original article, yeah, and the fact that they were like, We on, had thought
1: so. about this in an abstract sense, mm. and like, but yeah, their reaction. Uh, like the comments clearly were like oh fuck this is on us like we didn't think this yeah, far yeah, ahead really. and also strange, we d-
2: to be honest yeah, yeah.
1: and then to, to be like well, we have a personal bubble we we can we've erased a problem that's not good enough like that extra step is what really warms my heart because that tells yeah. you that they they're not just doing it because of PR or yeah. whatever they're just doing it because they legit think this is bullshit and also that they think that mm. Just because this type of harassment is is gone doesn't mean like... Yeah, it turns out you can just do that to anyone. And it doesn't affect their gameplay except in relation to you. So like if Ben and I are both on Quiver and he's talking smack, I can just, you know, Voltron powers... What is it? Wonder Twins powers. And then pull (laughs) apart. And then Ben and I are no longer in the same shard. Or at least we can't see each other. And that's fine. And I think that's a perfectly applicable version of of that move right like it's good, yeah because yeah.
2: you can imagine if it was some other higher profile game that there'd be a pr statement saying we're well, sorry the following player felt this way we can't really help it
1: yeah in
2: mm. more words than yeah like he said um get over it. That's well, usually what the PR statement would say, so it's really... Yeah, yeah, you heard yeah, what like, Rocksteady yeah, said yeah, about, um, just, about just Batman feeling a little violated by all yeah. the
1: people. They're just like, we can't help if Bruce Wayne feels like his nipples aren't open. <laughs> me. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not our fault.
0: Good. Right. Let's let's end the conversation there. Let's finish for another week because I've got to go and have some dinner.
1: You mean lamb and <laughs> shit? Basically, right, so basically. I, no. I'm just going to raid your, your house. For food, because that's where yeah, I yeah. I'm up. gonna
2: drive down.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when
2: you talk about roast ham and potatoes, I'm like, oh god. Yeah,
1: it's, you've only had like <laughs> no seven units. Driving. No
2: big deal. Yeah, no drinking driving.
0: Just no. For uh, I can't even counter that, and I can't even counter that and drive back to my house. Yeah, to yeah. And stop you from doing that
1: because I've had too many beers as well. I uh,
0: three point one percent. No, three point one units can't drive. God damn. The only right, thing I know right, of is
1: let's... where your cat food is and your cat is. So. Um, I think you're. Where is my cat? Is he okay? No. Anyway, we'll I said if you give two later. shits Lucy. about Perry. Um, <laughs> <he's>, he <laughs> hasn't moved. I gave him his six o'clock meal, and he like got up yeah. and then turned around and then is back on his little puff thing in the corner. his little, yeah, his little box. Good, good.
0: Lucy, beers. Which has yeah. been your favourite of the episode? Uh, I know yeah. that you have had, as we have, the Yakima, the super Yakima. Yeah, but you started on with an Ilkley beer as well.
2: Yes, the Ilkley's I'd say fine for a food pair. Um, not probably what you want to be drinking in the session or even just if you're just having one in the afternoon or something, well, morning for us. But yes. um yeah. It to be honest, it's super yummy yakima you know, it, it still's the day. It's, it's such a great beer. It's like it doesn't feel nine point five percent. Um it's got mm. flavour, it's got complex, complexity. Give it a go i want them to arbor as they do usually 500 mil where's my yeah, mil? Completely,
0: <laughs> yeah completely um i'm going to echo echo your sentiments completely yes. the 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 super yukima is fantastic but easy answers is nice it's an and an, an all right ipa it's it's pretty standard mm. but it's it's nice if you see it but yeah super yukima
1: is fantastic at
0: all um so you?
1: uh um and before we started the section, I, I wrote my prediction down on a piece of paper. I'm not going to put it in a sealed envelope. I'm going to unseal the envelope, pull the thing out, and say, oh, look, three times Arbor. That's correct. I am the best. I predicted everyone would love this beer because it's awesome. Um, I will say that on another week, the easy answers might have had a chance. I thought yeah, there were some yeah, nuances clearly. to it that, that are worth exploring. It just, unfortunately, the, the uh, Yakima from Krypton just knocks it out of the park
2: yeah um yeah. like yeah, this like is it.
1: such a good beer, and I, I i have to echo the sentiments that my biggest complaint sits in a small bottle um because I take the bus uh,
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, it was an excellent
1: beer. I thought the nose was super, super interesting in a way mm-hmm. that I haven't had in, in a while in that um that marmalade um claim i did i could I don't think I could have picked out. But it's something that I I I don't need, I can't think of a similar beer. And then to have okay. it reflected in a more subdued way in the taste was was, was really refreshing because the last time I hit such a unique nose, um it was just just in the nose and there was nothing just in the, the taste. Mm. Um yeah, the Super came is a fantastic beer. Um so Arbor all the way. Um I will say uh, I've, I've realized that the last few times I've had arbors, um, well, most of the times I've had arbors, been on the podcast, and Ben has poured. Because okay. last week I talked about, was it last week or the week before I talked about the um, the Arbor Wiper and True? Um,
0: oh, the the, the, or, the Clogwork Orange.
1: Yeah, the Clogwork Orange. And I was like, there's something weird about the label. It turns out they all have that weird, gritty texture. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> uh, and, and they have yes, never they do, the one yes. pouring. Yes. So, when oh, I was nice. like, yeah, I don't know what's up with their labels, it turns out I'm just like, ah, yeah, it's not like I drink their beers by my own hands. <laughs> um, Fair. Guys, right. I see what you're doing, but don't spend the extra money. Get a regular paper label. It feels weird. It, it's not quite as bad as cotton balls, which I cannot Leave stand that, alone. That, they can, that thing. They can do, they can no do wrong.
2: whatever they, they, can, they want. Yeah, yeah they can I do like no it.
1: wrong. I like I yes. like a bit of texture. Right. Lucy. TMI, Lucy.
0: Hello. Social media wise, how do we get a hold or of regular you? particular
1: media? How do we speak She's to on you? Channel Four every night, um, uh, from yes. three a.m. to three thirty-five a.m. <laughs> it's called the Lucy Five.
2: I wish <laughs> um, on Twitter, it's at the Marathon and at. <sighs> Beer resistible underscore <laughs> yeah yeah be resistible underscore I have, I have, I've literally haven't used that uh, Twitter handle in ages I should really get back to updating that site um probably at the start of new year you'll see me um putting new beers on there so follow me at beer resistible underscore but um yeah if you want to add me play some games um harass me over there <laughs> <laughs> Then just add me Juicy Loose 9. If you claim that you want to be my boyfriend, husband, spouse of any kind, then that's fine. I'll just block you. But um, yeah, it's
1: Juicy Loose 9. So you've heard it here first, folks. Tanked Up is now offering the exclusive service of if you feel like you need to harass someone, don't (laughs) harass someone randomly. Find Juicy Loose 9 and harass her. And if you do that, we will all get mad at you because this is clearly sarcasm. I'm just saying that because maybe one or two of our users are idiots. I don't think so because no, they listen to this. No, lovely no, of our nah, I can the Listeners, they're all
2: Anyone who loves beer Oh,
1: Speaking of our beer. users, and by users I mean listeners, God, it turns out that 95 percent <laughs> has <laughs> an impact. Um, it would be really great if you listen to all uh, some of the other podcasts we have on OutOfLives.net. Um, out of Lives Pod, the main pod is coming back. Oh, should have been yesterday, but I forgot to publish it. Um, then yeah, probably next week you know, probably but Monday um we'll just have a week lag between episodes uh but yeah. also uh it really does help if you give us a review on iTunes and tell your friends um that way you know more people hear about hear about it, and we also would love your feedback or have, okay, we're giving away a copy of Soma on Steam and a copy of w w e W two K sixteen. All you have to do is send a picture that you claim represents tanked up in some way, shape, or form. I believe we've had zero entries, um. So those keys are still up for grabs. Um...
2: <laughs> you know, what? I'll I'll throw, I'll throw in a few indie games as well. Whatever I can. No, and, no, and no. And because
1: we... now someone's going to send us a stick picture, uh, a stick figure picture with TU roughly scrawled, no, and they're gonna, like seven. So 70-
2: it's got to be good, but if we up the, you know, if we up the ante, then they might, they might read, Wait, you know. So, so this means you've got, so
1: you've got like, to put in a, a little bit of effort, yeah. perhaps. The, yeah, the contest okay. will remain open until we get at least one decent <laughs> entry between episodes. If we get Either more so, than just, one decent entry, we test. will split the keys sure. and have a judgment. If between episodes we only get one, you get all of the things.
2: Yeah, so just do it. Why have people not done it? I don't know. You're getting free, we're offering free games here. And it's just like, we're not even, you know, like us. It's a click of a button.
0: Yeah, more. Sure. Um, Colin, Colin Ferris, we know you're out there. We um, know you're listening. Shit, I Two about. of our listeners who have actually it, contacted
1: and us it. and give, know that we're legit because we've given them free games.
0: Send us pictures, motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> if you'd like to talk to me on the internet or play games with me, I am at Nova underscore forty-seven on everything there is. Adel is at the Omni Arc on all. Of the if things. you want to talk to us as a podcast, we are Tanked Up underscore Cast on Twitter. You can email us Tanked Up dot, no Tanked Up dot yep. Cast. Yep, you had it. Gmail dot com or if you There's want to email a podcast page. at
1: out of because oh, yes, you want to yes. say something to us and the other podcasts you can do that too
0: you can we have a facebook page Up cast we have a youtube page Up cast go to these things explore them experience them and essentially continue on with your life
1: um, the, the big thing is that we'd like your feedback to know which bits you you dislike and which bits you like Unfortunately, which just bits, let...
0: Which bits we like? We like you talking about beers. We don't like you talking about games. Yeah. Or vice versa. Uh, which well, would I'll actually be interesting.
2: We're not going to fucking
1: change it because
0: we do what the fuck we want.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. We, could, we could do a purely beer <laughs> uh, episode.
2: I would. No, uh, and no, no. by that I
1: mean, we would have well, to yeah, drink a beer every this? five minutes. <laughs> um, and then we would, yes. uh, by the end, be like, you know what was really good but underrated? Hubert,
2: man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, mostly we want to know what you're out there and what you like and what you don't like so that we can make your experience of Tanked Up all the better. So anyway, we've been Tanked Up for another week.
2: Ciao. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm still Did you? I was saving it for a special oh, day. Nice. I didn't Good. know today was going. Should have been. Well,
1: we special could pause day. and you could run off and get it, but I'm sure it's not. Um... I could. It's up to you.
0: Have you already? Have you already poured the current beer you've got? I don't that think that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. say, I
1: don't think she'll be fussed about oh, that. Fair enough. Go for it. Go yeah, go for it. For it. it. Oh, we could right. all. We
0: could all drink this beer, right? Pause.
1: We've been tanked up for one more week. I've been a Dil Kurji. Yep, that happens too. So I did this on Out of Lives Pod. I said, I've been a Dil Kurji. And then there was like a 10 second pause. And then Dave goes, I've been David. And then Adam didn't know what to do. It was amazing. I know this is complete bullshit and not going to be in the podcast. But it turns out that, like, because other podcasts do the full name sign off, we don't know what to do on that.